Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Now, when I say we invest in dividend stocks, not just any old dividend stock. There's over 3,500 dividend stocks out there, all paying a dividend this year, but I only invest in those that have increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 20 to 25 years. Historical performance is what you want to call it. Before I forget, it is Monday, December 13th, 3.10 p.m. Let's jump in, take a look at the markets and see what's happening and see where everything is going. Now, I carried over five positions from last week. Let me quickly go down over those before I forget. CINF, top of the list, going alphabetically. Nice to know that this bad boy is going to be out of my hair. Not this week. <laughs> Not even this month. I got this at 123. It's sitting at 114 at the moment. 114.69. Um, it is, you know, bouncing off the low of, uh, what is that, uh, 112.79 was a low. And that was the beginning of Jan uh, sorry, beginning of December. Now, considering Cincinnati Financial, it is a dividend king, and it's only a monthly optionable stock. So I have collected the dividends on this already twice. I collected premiums on it three times, and apparently it looks like this Monday coming up, I'll be doing it again because even though I own CINF at 123, I sold the 120 calls, giving someone the option of buying it from me at 120. But I honestly don't see it going over 120 by this Friday, considering it's sitting at 114.63. But needless to say, collected the dividends twice, collected premiums three times. Let's get in and just go to ET because CINF's not doing anything until Friday anyway. All right, ET is energy transfer, basically the same thing as CINF. But uh, I don't think ET is a, a dividend king. I think they're an, a, a dividend aristocrat or a dividend champion. They have increased the dividend payments for more than 25 years. That much I do know. Um, and they're having another down day today. Not the low. I mean, they had the low uh, at the beginning of the month at uh, 796 Now, I believe I got this at $10 and uh, 14 15 cents, something like that. Now, I collected the dividends once on this, and I collected the premiums once on this. Uh, however, we're going to have another dividend, another premium opportunity coming up in a couple of days. Wait a second. I believe I collected premiums on this twice. The 17th. Yeah, that's this Friday. All right, so this Friday, this thing's got to go above... 10 for me to be called out. I don't see that happening. But that's okay. I already collected the premium. Already collected the dividends. Uh, next on the list is HCSG. What is that? Uh, Healthcare Services Incorporated. Now, yet again, another monthly optionable stock. And we actually, okay, now we thought this was two weeks ago where it bounced off the bottom of uh, 1627 that was Friday that was the low of the year 1627 on Friday 
She's sitting at 1683, so it looks like she's bouncing up a little bit. Now, I collected the dividend on this. I collected the premium on this. Uh, we got it at 1948. I'm not 100% clear if this is, this is, I, I can't say definitely. I cannot say definitely not going to go over 1950 by Friday because you just don't know. She's at 1683, um, and she has a 1.75 increase today only. Well, anyway, needless to say. So we have two positions that we actually do something with. Coca-Cola is one of them. I should probably just cash out of Coca-Cola now because she's at a, huh, a one-year high at the moment. And I think I might do that. All right, so Coca-Cola. I'm going to go through the whole spiel of Coke. Started out a year ago at 53.49. Within a month or two, finds at the bottom at the end of January at 48.24. And that's the low of the year. Okay, from January to where she is now at 57.77. I got 2,000 shares at, uh, at 55.99. So 56 would be a perfect price to sell for the uh, for the premium, and I'm not even going to look at what the uh, what do you call it what the seasonality chart looks like because I already own it. So it's just one of those things. Um, I'm going to do a covered call. Um, we're at the bid is. 5778. The ask is 5779. I'm gonna do um if I do the 58, that would be 5838. If I did the 57 and a half, that would be 5814. Not 5809. I ain't do that one. Alright. Um, how many of these do I have? It's amazing. I, I just forget. It's 2,000. All right, so I have 2,000. That's 20 contracts. So I already own 2,000 of Coca-Cola at um, 56. So I get it at 56. Wow. So I'll be collecting $2 on the premium, on, on the stock, and I get to collect the premium. Okay, so I am going to sell 20 contracts of Coca-Cola. So it's sell 20 KO100. It's the weeklies. 17 December 21. That is this Friday. The 58 call at 35 cents limit order to order to open. And she got filled at 39. So what? how much exactly is that? 39 times 2,000. All right. That's only 780 bucks. So I'm more than almost, I'm almost there already. All right, so next on the list is MRK. MRK. Now, MRK is coming down off of a, a, a one-year high at 91.36. And it's bouncing off the bottom at 71.42. She's sitting at 73.32 at this moment in time. Let's see how much we can get. Wait a minute. We got uh, 
mark at 75, 78. Wow, so we'll have to do the 76s. So we're gonna look at the 76s for Mark. And it's only seven cents. Um, I don't want to take the chance of trying to sell it before uh, how many shares do we have? We have 300 shares. Alright. That's only like 210 bucks. 21 bucks. Are you kidding me? Really? A lousy $21. I can't really say very much because we did collect the, the one. We haven't collected the premiums yet on Merck for this week. We did collect it last week. Um, and I'm going to be collecting it again today. We haven't collected the dividend yet on Merck, which. All right, so we got it at seven. Uh, we sold three MRK 100, 17, um, well, what was it? Let me just quickly go over that again. <laughs> three Merck 100s, 17 December 21, which is this Friday. Only seven cents a share. But guess what? We collected the premium last week. We collected a premium this week. This week we're going to be collecting, um, I think we'll be collecting dividends this week. Let's go to the Dividend Kings. All right, so we're going to look at Dividend Kings and see if they are on my list. Today is the 13th, so we're looking at the very last week of the year. All right. Mark is not even on. I think Mark was... Um, hold on a second. I'm just going to quickly look at Warren Buffett's list. MRK. All right, so MRK, Merck is paying their dividend tomorrow. So I'm collecting the dividend tomorrow from Merck and collecting the premium today. So I collected the premium last week and the week before. So we collected the first week of December, the second week of December. This is the third week of December. So that is three premiums and one dividend on Merck. So, hey, I'm all good for that. All right, so let's go back and look at the Dividend Kings. So we're going to go over today the Dividend Kings and Warren Buffett's choices. Okay, so I believe there's only seven. So we're going to go over the seven stocks today. Tomorrow we're going to go over a bunch more. Oh, just to let you guys know, I will be traveling tomorrow. So that more than likely, I will be broadcasting from the airport like I do all the time. <laughs> but right now I'm in my mobile studios down here in Bradenton, Florida where I'm actually working on my project, my solar electric boats, which is uh, my new business venture that I'm into. I don't know. I'm thinking of doing a podcast on that. But I am going to do a video series on the conversion of, a, of an old boat to a solar electric boat. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for... Uh... Oh, I need to sip real quick. We're here for investing for weekly cash flow. All right, so... We got three dividend kings and four on Warren Buffett's list. So let's jump on in and see what we're looking at. ITW, Illinois Tool Works. Ooh, all right. So ITW, dividend king, 
increase their dividend payments for more than 50 years, which is a good thing. All right, so ITW started up the year last year at 203.22, found its bottom at 193 at the end of January. From there, she's kind of like all over the place, no you know, direct escalation to the high. And actually, it looks like she made the high of the year today. 244 is the high of the year. Okay, so seasonality, let's take a look at where we see this thing going in the next uh, week or so. Because that's basically all we're looking for. I, I really don't care where she's going to go this, you know, at the end of the year, you know, six, eight months from now. No, I want to know what she's going to do in the next week. That's it. Next few days. Flatline. Looks like that puppy dead. <laughs> Not even a little blip, just sideways. All right. Seasonality speaking, this thing's not really going anywhere. So sideways is a good um, for uh, you know, covered calls and spreads, even calendar spreads. I haven't been very lucky with calendar spreads lately, so I'm just going to bypass those and just stick to the, the two, uh, the three strategies. You know, the, the dividend capturing, which I buy the stock, capture the dividend. Uh, two is um, covered call, which is one of the safest bets there are. So you buy the stock and you sell someone the option of buying it from you for the exact price you paid for it. Meanwhile, you collect a premium and sometimes you collect a dividend. So anyway, this is what we're looking at for ITW. Before we do anything else, let's see where the cash flow is. Okay, so cash flow for ITW looks something like this. Alright, she's up uh, basically flatlining the uh, <coughs> the trend. She just came down a little bit. She looks she's finding her bottom. That's what the chart says. It doesn't mean that's what it means. It's just what the chart said. Okay, so the sellers are retreating and buyers are advancing. That's basically a buy signal. Um, Alright, so if we're going to trade ITW, the bid is 243.42 and the ask is 243.56. So what is that? A $0.07 cent spread on a $250 stock? Now, considering it is a weekly, you could buy it at the money at 243.55 and then sell the 245 and collect a buck and a quarter. Okay, that is, um, that's a half a percent return on your money. But if it goes above 245, you get to collect the premium and the difference between the strike price and the purchase price. So that's one of those things you need to think about with that. If you sell the one in the money, you're going to get two, $245, 250 But if you add the 250 on top of the 242 to get your to get your um, your sale price, you're looking at 244.95. Which you, it's not bad. It might be a better deal because yeah, you're getting that money back right away, and you're selling it in the money, and you're getting more than one percent. Okay, so you're getting your one percent. Uh, and selling it in the money. So it's a good probability that you'd be called out by the end of the week, which is kind of what you want anyway. I mean, if you're looking for a home run, if you're looking to buy something and make a shit, make a bunch of money off of it, you know, overnight or in a week, this ain't the place for you. I'm trying to tell you, this is only minimal, um, 1% per week. And, and the idea is safety and consistency and predictability. That's my main objective. Because... 
with $100,000, I can live very comfortably on $1,000 a week, which is like 50000 a year. <laughs> you know, that's not that bad. And um, I know a lot of people have a hell of a lot more money than $100,000. All right. Needless to say, ITW, not bad for a, a covered call or a spread. Let's see what a spread trade would look like. Um, all right. A spread for, to 243 That's a two dollar and fifty cent spread. The two forty over the two forty two and a half. I mean, that's a nice one. Um, Seventeen hundred. That's a little bit less than fifty. That's a little bit. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's a little bit more than fifty percent. Okay, so ten contracts would be seventeen hundred bucks. Okay, and the most you can make off that is eight hundred, which is a little bit more than fifty percent. Okay. However, the stock would have to stay above 242.50. She's sitting at 243.32 at the moment. So an in-the-money spread trade on this stock right here would would net you a little over 50% for this week. You know, as long as the stock goes up, you make your 50%. Stock stays the exact same, doesn't go anywhere, you make your 50%. The stock can even come down a little bit and you'd still make you know, a profit. Your break even is 241.70. She's sitting at 243. It's a uh, dividend king, and she's got the dividend coming up. I mean, that is a lovely. And you know what? I think I'm going to do it. Yep. There we go. All right. So I just put in a trade um, to buy 10 contracts of ITW 17 December 21. Now, I'm looking at the 240 call and selling the 242 and a half. Um, she's going for $1.75 at the moment. I'm just going to leave it at $170. She fills great. She don't fill. That's fine, too. Tomorrow's another day. We have a lot more trades to look at tomorrow. Uh, all right, so the next one. And Oh, by the way, ITW has a $1.14 dividend. So if I hold this for two or three weeks, I get to collect that dividend, and I'm collecting the premium. Well, I'm not collecting premiums. I'm just doing a spread trade. Um, and I'm making a possibility of making a 50%. Oh, actually, it's like 54 55%, something like that. All right, so next on the list is NFG, National Fuel Gas Company. Okay, so NFG... Is uh, national fuel? It started out the year last year at forty-three forty-two. Okay, coming to the bottom at the end of January, thirty-nine seventy-five. By uh, the end of April, she gets to a trading range of fifty-one. In a trading range, you know, between fifty and fifty-three, somewhere in there, you know, it jumps into a little channel. She finally breaks out of that at the end of September. She comes up, hits a high, which was last week, 63.02. She's sitting at 61.83. My assumption is after hitting that high of the year, because that's the high of the year for National Fuel, and they are a dividend king. They got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The high is, uh, you know, 63.02. I'm assuming today and uh, Friday was profit taking. Okay, hey, look at that. My ITW just got filled at 170. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, so it's sitting at 61.85. Now, 
Thursday was the high of the year, okay, at, at 62.97. So Friday is a high probability, considering it was the high of the year, that, that Friday was profit-taking, you know, and she closes on Friday at, uh, what is that, 62.04, and she opens this morning at 61.77. She actually gapped down this morning. She opens lower, but... Uh, it could be just profit-taking. She could be bouncing back today. I don't know. So let's see what the seasonality, seasonality looks like. Now, for those of you just joining don't know what seasonality is, it's basically taking last year's chart and the last 10 years' chart and just slopping them on top of one another to find out what does the stock actually do on a normal, everyday basis. Now, I'm looking at the red, the red line, for those of you listening, um... Is basically straight. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you a quick little example. Um, uh, 52 weeks ago today, or actually January, last January, this was at 50.53, and last December 31st, it was at 50.14. Didn't move very much. That's not what we're looking for. We're not looking for movements. We're not looking for big moves. We're looking to make 1% per week. That's it. That's it predictable, safe, and consistent. All right, so there's no big, huge movements coming up, just as long as she's not in a down, you know, tailspin. And unfortunately, she looks like she's at a little tiny bit of a downturn, but don't get me wrong, that's not a bad thing with this company. All right. Because um, basically, as you see, it, she doesn't go anywhere. She basically stays level year round. All right, so the one-year chart looks good. Um, we're going to look at the big chart. Check out the money flow for NFG. Okay. So she's um, trending just a, a slight incline downward. You know, she's down just a tiny bit for the, uh, you know, 50-day moving average. The buyers are still above the sellers. No huge movements. No big um, volume to talk about you know actually she she doubled in volume at the end of uh, November and the beginning of November like like the volume doubled but that's nothing normal I mean that, that's nothing um, out of the ordinary so you know it, it is what it is so let's take a look at the trade grid for NFG All right the trade grid for NFG is uh, the bid is 61.85 and the ask is 61.93, which is an eight cent spread. So if we we're going to do at the money at this moment in time, okay? So buy it at 61.93. You got two choices. Actually, you got one choice, and that's it. Yeah, would be to. Buy it at the money, which is sixty-one eighty-nine, and you sell the sixties. You can get a buck ninety-five, but then you add the um, the premium to the strike price. It means you'd be selling it this Friday at sixty-one ninety-five, and you're buying it at sixty-one eighty-nine. Now, see that's not even worth it. The numbers. Don't get me wrong; everything's looking good, but the numbers look like crap. Why would I do that? Why would anybody do that? All right. Needless to say, it's a monthly optionable stock. 
That could be a good indicator. So no, I would not. If you're going to look for weekly cash flow, I would say no. If you can do monthly, I wouldn't sell um, this week's. Like I wouldn't buy it now and sell this week's because you're not really getting anything. You know, you'd actually be losing money. So you're buying it at sixty-one eighty-four, and you sell the sixty option, and you add the premium into it at sixty-one seventy-five. That ain't worth it. Now let's see what a spread would look like. Um, at the money spread would be the fifty-five sixty, and that's only seventy-five cents. Ain't no way I would do that. You know, that's putting forty-two hundred dollars to make seven fifty. No, that's just not worth it. Okay, unfortunately, you know, that not every dividend king is ideal. So FRT is next. I don't even know what FRT stands for. Federal Realty Investment Trust. A dollar six they're offering for a dividend. And let's take a quick look at um, FRT. Started out the year last year, um, 52 weeks ago. Today at $90.02. Let me put my two cents in. <laughs> Beginning of January, Elvis's birthday finds its bottom at 81.85. From there, it jumps up to a trading range, 115 to 120. Hits that in um, in June, actually in May. Hits that in May and breaks out of it at the end of October. Okay, so you had a high <clears throat> the beginning of November at 135.55. Some uh, retracement, another high, some more profit taking. The profit taking is not even worth the while either. Because you know, we have to wait for a bottom. You got uh, lower highs and lower lows. So she's definitely in a downturn. But what does a seasonality look like? So, what can we expect this thing to wrap up the year with? Downturn. I take that snoop. We're going to pass on this one right away because it <laughs> don't look good. All right, so that's it for the Dividend Kings. There's only three of them on the list this week. And um, we're just going to have to say no. I mean, we did the one, which is good. Uh, next on the list is Berkshire Hathaway Holdings. Whatever they're holding, I want to take a look at because... How about just because? Because they're Berkshire Hathaway. You know, and that boy's doing something right. All right, MDLZ is the first one on the list. Mondelez International paying 31 cents um, on the 30th. So that's the end of the month of paying up their AX date. All right. MDLZ. All right. So MDLZ started out the year last year at 57.50. By beginning of March, she finds its bottom at 52.91. Now that's not a bad. Well, not really. Because from the low of the year to the high of the year, it's not even 15 bucks on a $50 stock. Anyway, the high of the year came in the end of July at 65.68. Over the last 90 days, kind of all over the place. Today was a big day. Uh, she opened up today at uh, 62.30. Actually, you know what? It looks great on the chart, but looking at the numbers, it's really not that great. Anyway, 
All right, so she hit the high at 63.49, which is where she's sitting at 63.47 at this moment in time. Let's check out seasonality, see where she's going. Flat. So flat are going nowhere. Is basically good for covered calls and spreads. All right, let's take a quick look at the big chart for MDLZ. MDLZ. All right. She's a little she's flat on the trend. The 50-day moving average is flat, which is good. Now there's a huge I'm talking huge difference in the movement of the buyers and the sellers. That is a strong movement for them. So let's take a look at the trade grid. Let's get rid of that and get rid of that's so what we're looking at. Okay, so the trade grid is 63.46 bid and 63.47 the ask. Not a huge amount of spread. <laughs> that means a lot of action out there. Okay, so a covered call right at this moment in time, 63.47. The 63 call would be going for 75 cents. That means you'd be making how much off that? 49, 75, 25, 26 cents. Hmm. Not sure. I probably do the 64s. The 64s, you get the difference between the, the uh, purchase price. You collect 20 cent spread. I mean, so you collect a 20 cent premium. Got interrupted there for a second. Sorry about that. When the phone rings, it just automatically cuts off my recording. Now we're looking at MDLZ, the bid and ask, uh, 6348. Or 63.49. Now, if we do the ask at the money right now, by 63.49, and you sell the 64, that's going to give you a 20 cent pr a premium right off the bat. Now, if it goes above 64, you get that additional 52 cents difference between the purchase price and the sell sell price. If it doesn't, you'd carry it into next week and you do the whole thing all over again until premium I mean, until the dividend gets paid at the end of the year which gives you opportunity to collect three premiums and the dividend if you're just going one strike out of the money so buying it at buying it at the money right now 63.49 and selling the 64 is is a good way to uh you know collect a little bit of a premium and a little bit of cash flow if it goes above 64 so right now the 63 62 63.50 is selling for 35 cents, which means it'd have to stay above 63, which works for me. Um, it's a little bit less than 50%. So I'm buying it at at 350 and I'm collecting 150 for a premium. I mean for yeah, premium. As long as the stock stays. Oh, let me go back and see what that was. Okay, so we're going to buy 10 vertical MDLZ. Okay, 17 December. That is this Friday. Uh, 17 December 21. Now, we're going to buy the 62 and a half, and we're going to sell the 63 for a limit order of 35 cents to open that position. Now, as long as the stock stays above 63, 
Um, 62 something is my, is my break even. So anything above 62 to 70 is, uh, you know, um, <coughs> what do you call that? Gravy? <laughs> nice, you know. So if the stock stays the same, make money. If it goes up, make money. It can even come down just a smidge and I'd still make money on it, which, hey, those are my favorite trades. Okay, this one's at 35 cent limit order um, to open and it's working at the moment. So we're just going to let it sit there and do its thing. STOR is next on the list. We only got three more to go. Store Capital Corporation. STOR. A year ago today was 32.85. Found its bottom middle of January at 30.08. I uh, got a double high at 37.11, and that was the beginning of August. Okay, gets a lot of ups and downs with this one. No real, you know, direction. But hey, it is what it is. 34.29 is where she's at at this moment in time. Where is she going to go? Now, this is not guaranteed where she's going to go. That's a downtrend right there, so we're just going to bypass that one. USB is next on the list. USB. Another downtrend. All right, I just put it into the seasonality. I didn't even get to look it into the uh, um, anything else, the one-year chart, because uh, downtrend this time of year. I, I don't. I, I don't want to fight the trend. You know, if ten years of data says, hey, it peaks at the at the end of November and just drops at the end of December, I don't. I don't want to do it. You know, just don't. Okay, last on the list, uh, USB. Oh, yeah, we decided that one was no good. All right, so last one is BMY. They're paying up 49 cents. Bristol Myers Squibb. Ooh, believe it or not, Bristol Myers Squibb makes the TriStar vacuum cleaner. <laughs> the reason I know that is, oh, oh, my goodness, almost 25 years ago, I was a door-to-door -door vacuum salesman, and I sold. I Well, I made an effort to sell that machine. <laughs> a $1,200 machine, you know, almost 30 years ago. Who knows what it is nowadays. Okay, so Bristol Myers Squibb, BMY, BMY. Okay. Okay, seasonality speaking, she's going to go up. She's going to peak up a little bit, but let's go with a one-year chart, even though we know seasonality works, because that jumped in there first. All right, a year ago today, $60.55. From there... It takes about nine months to find its high at 69.71. But guess what? Nine months to find the high, less than three to find the low <laughs> at 53.22. Can you imagine that all year long, building and building and building? And now you're at the high of the year. Within, okay, so from the high of, of what was it? 8.19 to 11.29. That's two and a half months. Wow. It's a big okay anyway so today she's bouncing off that low at the uh 5322 she's sitting at 5902 nice movement today gotta like that so historically we saw that it does go up this time of year which is good uh, we want to look at the big chart for bmy bristol myers squib all right bouncing off the low of the year 53.22. Wow, now this is nice. Even though she's in a a slight downtrend, the 50-year moving average, 
the sellers are retreating and the buyers are advancing, which is a buy signal. And that's probably why they're changing directions today. That's today, because yesterday it was, I don't know, uh, sellers overpowering the buyers. But now it's changing, so there's more buyers than sellers, which gives you a buy signal. So, weekly optional stock, which is a good thing. The bid is 59 flat, and the ask is 59.01. All right, so first things first, let's take a look and see what we would do for a covered call. Uh, 59 smack dab. Ooh, there you go, right there. 1% off the bat. Buy it at the money, and you sell at the money um, premium. Okay, so if you bought it at the money right now at 59 even, okay, you buy it at 59 even. Hey, look at that. My MDLZ just got filled at 35 cents. Gotta love it. All right, so you buy it at 59 even and you sell the 59 call. If someone will buy it from you for the exact same amount of money you paid for it, and they're going to give you a 64 cent premium. That's 64 cents per share. So if you buy 100, you're going to get uh, 64 bucks. Big deal. You buy 1,000, that's 640 bucks. You know, buy 10,000, that's 6,400 bucks. So the more you buy, the more you make, but you're still making a little bit more than 1%. Just buying it at the at the fifty nine and letting someone buy it from you at fifty nine, the exact same price you paid for it. Now, if you're using a mobile app and you don't have any fees, so you can buy it and sell it with no fees whatsoever. That's collecting more than a one percent. You don't have to worry about anything. But here's one. But you could sell the sixty for twenty nine cents. Okay, so if it goes above sixty. You'd collect a buck twenty-nine, and you wouldn't get the dividend. But either way, um, I think I'm going to take a look at a spread because she's a nice little strong uptrend. I'm going to do the uh, fifty-seven and a half. Let's do the fifty-seven fifty-eight. Eighty-four. No, because that's not even, that's only 20%. If I'm going to do a 20% trade, I'm not going to do it on a Monday. I don't do 20% trades on Mondays. I do 20% trades on um, I do a 20% trade on a Wednesday. All right. Yeah. No, not worth my 20% trade. All right. I'd definitely do the uh, buy the stock and sell the premium you know, for that because the vertical is not quite – the money. The, the numbers just don't work for me for the vertical. All right. So I got uh, more than 20 minutes of time today. Uh, now, we took care of all the dividend kings, and we took care of all of um, – oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, Berkshire Hathaway, yes. We're taking a look at Berkshire Hathaways. So we did the Dividend Kings Berkshire Hathaway list. Tomorrow we're going to go over the different achievers um, and see what else we can come up with. Other than that, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we're investing in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. I'll catch you guys tomorrow 
And I, like I said, tomorrow I'm going to be traveling, so you're not going to have you're not going to have the greatest of recordings. You're just not. All that being said, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.